0: Welcome to another Fiber New Exchange Podcast. This edition is a podcast takeover and a rebroadcast of an interview that Fiber New franchisee Dave O'Brien has with Adam Robison of the Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X podcast. Adam has Dave explain what he was doing before opening his Fiber New business, what he now enjoys best about owning and operating a Fiber New franchise, and a whole lot more. It's a really great conversation. Thanks to Adam, thanks to Dave, and thanks to you for listening in. Enjoy
1: good afternoon everybody my name is Adam Robinson and you've landed on another episode of Northwest Arkansas business radio right here on Northwest Arkansas business Radio X the place where the excellent people of Northwest Arkansas come to hear excellent things and that's just because we just seem to uh, we seem to be getting real lucky lately on having a great flow of guests through the studio, and today is no exception. Today we have Dave O'Brien here with us from Fiber New. Dave... Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. Hello, hello. Thanks. I'm uh, excited to be here. Man, I'm so glad you're here too. uh, I'm I'm excited about people to hear about your business, Fibernew. And uh, well, just go ahead and take us down that path, man. What is Fibernew? How'd you get involved in it? Just go ahead and give everything that our listeners would want to hear about what you do.
0: Okay. Yeah, so... um Fibernew as a company has been around since the 80s. Um, they have franchises um, all over really the world, but mostly uh, U.S. and Canada. And um, my wife and I bought the franchise for Northwest Arkansas in 2020. Um, so what Fibernew does is we're experts in leather and vinyl care and um, repair and re-dyes, um, also we do uh, plastic repair and redies A lot of that comes in uh, cars, mm-hmm. um, but we work uh, heavily with uh, furniture, uh, automobiles, um, uh, boats, anything with vinyl. We'll, we'll do um, you know medical tables and booths. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really a broad spectrum um, of what we do. We we do upholstery, and when we do upholstery, it's uh, it can be fabric as well. So um yeah we have a, a, a pretty broad reach in what okay. we can what we can do for people.
1: Wow. So um was this always uh, an interest of yours or uh, how, how did you get involved in this kind of work?
0: No, you know, I um I spent 31 years in corporate America. Mm. Um I was in IT and uh in management for the last 20 years of that. Um I was, you know, getting to a point where I felt like um I wanted a change. And then there was a a, a massive layoff where I worked. Wow. So um I felt like God was telling me that uh it's time for your change now. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh it it was kind of weird the way it came about, but somebody contacted me um about you know, looking at franchises and she gave me um she interviewed me and gave me a list of um, franchises to look at. Mm -hmm. And we went through that process and gradually narrowed it down. And, um, fiber new was the one that, um, really met my, my goals. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we started in 2020, um, the, the business is fiber new Northwest Arkansas. And, um, so we, we service, um, northwest arkansas we have a defined territory but we can go outside the territory as well as long as no one else owns it mm-hmm. um so we really work from the river valley up to bella vista and uh over to the marinas wow
1: okay yep. so pretty good pretty good territory coverage there yeah
0: yeah, yeah. we're we're mostly mobile mm-hmm. so most of the work we do is on site
1: mm-hmm.
0: um we do have a shop it's behind uh my house. Um, but we'll take bigger projects back there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some uh, furniture there now that we're uh, re dyeing and restaining. Hmm. Um, So those are the types of things we take back to the shop. But most of what we do is on site.
1: Okay. Is the process difficult when you talk about redying, recovering? I've never actually tried to do anything like that before. So how arduous is the task of what you do on a daily basis? Yeah,
0: the thing, and I didn't realize this coming into it or didn't really have an appreciation for it, but every job is its own problem-solving activity. Oh, wow. You know, um, it's, it's not a it's not a widget manufacturing Mm -hmm. business. You know, you kind of have to figure out, you know, what the situation is, what the best kind of repair for it is, you know, like in a a car, is it a perforated seat? Um, is it, is it leather or vinyl? A lot of people will say they have leather seats, but part of the seat is actually vinyl. Mm. And, um, They don't always like me telling them. Yeah, right. I was like, well, wait, I didn't sell you this. I'm just telling you what's there. But um, yeah, so there's a big um, problem-solving activity there, and what you can do, and um, you know, one of the things we're working on right now, it's a uh, recliner love seat, Mm. and we're trying to bring the color back in that, but it's got a lot of head oil in it too, so we have to treat that differently than we can do with the rest of it.
1: Head oil. Is that the oils collected from resting your head on the couch? Yeah. Uh,
0: You know, if I, if anybody gets anything out of this is, you know, keep a a blanket or something decorative on the back of your recliner and rest your head on that because, um, yeah, head, heads and arms, but mainly heads are the worst. You
1: know, I've seen that before. Yeah. Like, uh, even uh, I have a leather couch at home, so not so much now, but I've seen it before when, you know, you get up and, of course, you've got your, your rear end print in the seat, but then there's also a darker spot where your head yep. was. And yep. I just, I, I never. I, maybe I'm just showing my ignorance here, but I've never made the equivalent of a transfer of oil from your head to yeah. the chair.
0: And leather is—I um, mean, it's a—it's a natural, you know, product, so it's—it's uh, it's porous. And mm. there's um, with a lot of leathers, there's a protective layer on top. It's called a finished finished leather, so it'll have a top coat on top to protect it. But over time, you know, that gets rubbed off. And then the leather just starts collecting the oil, so what you'll see a lot of times is you know you'll see a spot, but if you actually removed that leather and took it off, you're just looking at the tip of the iceberg. It's much bigger really yeah and and eventually that will eat through the leather itself. Mm. Um, so yeah if uh if you have a recliner, just keep keep a you know a blanket or something that looks good back mm-hmm. there. Furniture used to be sold with those things. But it's not anymore.
1: You know, I, I seem to remember that you had uh, at my grandmother's house. I hate to like date the, the yeah the practice, but I can remember going to my grandparents' house, and they always had um, really nice matching dish towels over the armrests and dish towels over the back headrest okay. as well. Yeah, I would imagine that probably has a lot to do with it, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Um But as with anything today, it's a you know it's a consumer society, so. Mm-hmm manufacturers um, they want they want their stuff to turn over and they want people buying
1: sure sure um, but yeah interesting story uh, about fiber new um, let's let's go back so dave o'brien where are you um, lifelong northwest arkansas no homebody no i um,
0: i grew up in eastern pennsylvania okay and um, went to school went to college in western pennsylvania And then I took my first job out of college um, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. Um, Spent three years there, uh, met my wife there. And then we came to um, Northwest Arkansas. Uh, I came as a consultant on an IT project, and it was supposed to be for a year, Mm. and that was 1992. Okay. Wow. Yeah, my wife came out, and um, she took a job, and I said, you know— It could just be temporary, and she said that's fine. Um, And then, yeah, we had our first son and our second one on the way, and we decided this is where we want to raise our kids. So that's when we really kind of planted ourselves. It's a special place, isn't it? It it is. It is. We've uh, we've enjoyed it, um, and you know, we've both lived here longer than anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we have twenty three. Stations across the world for Business Radio X uh, from London, England to Oahu, Hawaii and I still maintain that I'm the luckiest guy. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Hawaii might be... I'm sure Hawaii's great but uh, Northwest Arkansas just has a certain charm. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, uh, I think my French brothers and sisters might say je ne sais quoi or, <laughs> if I even said that correctly. Uh, forgive me um, uh, any French teachers that are out there. Um, but uh, so... What was the, I, I imagine the dream wasn't always to grow and, and be in furniture. I know you did twenty no. some odd years in corporate. Um, what was the dream for you growing up?
0: Well, um, actually, when I started my career, um, I had a, a angst, if you will, for something entrepreneurial. Okay, um, but my thought was, you know, I want to get um, started with my career. Get some money, and then I'll venture out. yeah, um, but um, you know the, my career developed well and and that's hard to walk away from mm-hmm. and and there's the stability of a corporate environment. Um, and I, I had side hustles along the way, sure, you know. Um, so I dabbled with the, the entrepreneurial stuff. Um, but when it came um, when I, when I was faced with the layoff, I thought, you know, if, and I wasn't necessarily thinking of a franchise, but I was thinking of buying a business or starting a business or something. And I thought, if I don't do that, um, when I'm done with my career, I think I'll regret it. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so I jumped in not knowing, um, really where it's going to take me, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's a life experience and something, something good will come of it. You know, I'm a, I'm a person of faith, so I feel like um God has a plan.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh it, that that plan might be to humble me during this time, but hopefully, you know, it gets me to something where he wants me yeah. to be.
1: Yeah. So, so. Twenty years of a corporate job, or twenty plus years. Thirty-one. Cor- 31. Thirty-one. Holy yeah. smoke! Sorry, I missed that. boat. That's all right. Um, I'm sure you said it earlier. Thirty-one years in a corporate job. Mm-hmm. Now, I I only worked in the corporate scene for about two and a half years before I realized, man, I'm I'm around I'm a round nut. They're trying to fit in a square peg. It yeah. just wasn't it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Um. I, but even after even after two years or so, two and a half years. Um, it, it took a lot of courage for me to take that entrepreneurial step forward. Uh, like, as you said, there's a lot of safety when someone yep. else is stepping up to pay your salary each month. Yep. So what what sort of factors um, went into you finally making that decision to separate from corporate and to bet on yourself?
0: Yeah, so um, I kind of had in my mind a a point that I wanted to do that, you know, I, I want, uh, yeah, I, uh, I just, had, I thought at fifty five, I want to go, I want to do something different. Now, um, that's easy to say. Mm-hmm. Would I have been able to do it and walk away myself? You know, I don't know. Mm. But, um, you know, there was a a big outsourcing layoff, and I was part of that, and uh, so the push was there and then it was just a matter of um finding something that that suited me yeah um and fiber nude when when she presented the options to me in franchises it wasn't one that jumped out at me mm-hmm. um but the more i looked at it you know i i had goals of what i wanted the business for and what i wanted it to do not necessarily what i would do mm-hmm. but um and the more I looked at it, it just, it met those goals. Yeah. Um, So yeah. um, But you're right. Would I have been able to jump out myself? I don't know.
1: It's tough, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's hard to walk away from stability. It
1: is. Mm -hmm. It is. um, Because I, I do believe that the universe rewards risk. I do believe that because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I knew I had three months of business in me, right, the money for three months of business. Now I'm at six months of business. I'm still not entirely sure where the money – I mean, I know where the money's coming from. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes in my head when I think about it, I think, boy, the math just doesn't seem to work. But – the money's there when I need it, right? Yeah. And 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 for the few people that I'm not able to pay right now, they know that when I get my money, they get theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, the plight of a new entrepreneur is something that, unless you've experienced it, you really don't know yeah. what what all everything is that you go through, some of the the feelings and emotions that keep you up at night. So yeah. as you made the decision, I would, I, I, and I'm asking this because I know that there are other early entrepreneurs i almost said young but it doesn't matter what your age yeah, is right right and so uh, you might be 75 years old and you're because there's still breath in your lungs there's purpose for your existence right that's yep. that's what i always believe yeah um and so what are what are some tips or what are what, what's something that you can speak directly into the heart of that person that says you know what I waited on my corporate job for as long as I could, and now I just I can't help but believe this is my time. Yeah. What would you say to those people?
0: Well, um, I mean, I, I'm I am a practical person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm not I don't, I'm not an idealist, so in my mind, the the best times for me would have been early mm-hmm. in my career. Um, When I didn't have dependencies or commitments, um, or now later in my career, when my kids are grown and they're on their own, um, we don't have, um, debt, you know, I have retirement established for us. Um, so those are kind of the ideal times, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that, that jump out there and do it, but, uh, um, I'm a risk averse a little bit. So everything is a risk, but, um, this was a risk that was manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a lot harder had my kids been at home and, you know, dependent on it, uh, on this to eat sure, you know? sure, and, and to fund their activities and everything right. else. So,
1: right.
0: yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, the thing I guess that I would say is map out a reasonable plan mm-hmm. um, going in. Draw yourself a roadmap. Mine was um, for three years of mm-hmm. the way I wanted it to go, and um, and it hasn't necessarily gone that way. Mm-hmm. But when you when you put it on paper, um, and for me it was an actual drawing because when you you have to think about it differently when you draw it to illustrate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an artist, mm-hmm. but it just makes you, at least for me, it makes me think about things differently when I'm drawing a picture of sure. it. Sure. Um, but, you know, it, it was a realistic view of things and then I could look at that and say, okay, is that feasible for us? Sure. You know? And uh, and yeah, it was, so we we went ahead with it. Nice,
1: mm-hmm. nice. So um, if you could do... If you could do the whole thing differently, is there one decision that you would have done differently that you, you just know it sticks out in the back of your mind like, yeah, I would have done this? Or do you feel like in reflection, you know what? I, I didn't make all the right steps, but I wouldn't change the path that I was on.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know that there's anything that I would change. I have a different view of things, mm-hmm. like when I came into it and I bought this franchise, I felt like it was a big advantage that I was the only franchise within um, three hours. Mm-hmm. The closest ones were Oklahoma City and Kansas City. Wow! And so I can work outside of my franchise or my territory, which okay. is an advantage. However, some of the people that I trained with they went into areas where there were other franchises, mm. so they were restricted in their territory. But the advantage they had was that people knew the fiber new name. Okay. And that wasn't really something that I was counting on as far as marketing um, is just the education that what we do is even possible. Yeah. Right? People yeah. don't know to look for leather repair mm-hmm. or vinyl repair. Mm-hmm. Um, they think replacement. Yeah. Um, or uh, upholstery. And and we upholstery is one of the solutions, um, but there are... A lot of times there's a repair option before that yeah. that can be more economical.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and and the first time I met you and you said leather and upholstery repair, my thoughts immediately went to my belt and, oh, and yeah. that kind of thing. And then you're like, oh, I work on furniture. And I was yeah. like, because I think you just hit on something there um, over the last four or five decades in our society, we've become kind of a disposal-first society, right? Right. right. A couple weeks ago, my dishwasher wasn't working. I'm like, let's go to Lowe's and get a new one. And my wife says, wait, let's call a repairman. And the idea of that was so foreign to me because we don't call repairmen anymore. um, But there's still an entire area of service industries that that do uh, Mm. actually live and survive off the repair and service that they do for clients. And um, I just think just, just even hearing your story today is a great reminder that some of those things that we might think dispose of first, because there's, a rip in it or your cat jumped on it and clawed it or something like that, there's still a means or a service that, that we can, you know, restore and recover those things that we've loved. Yeah. Um, And, uh, or, you know, offices that, that get a load of great chairs at a fraction of the cost and they're just going to recover them. Like Mm -hmm. there's opportunities that lie in within your business. And I I think that's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. And one of the chairs that we have that we're working on right now, it's a, Really nice old leather chair. It's gotta be twenty years old. Wow. Um but it sat in front of a window, you know, so it's very faded. Um, but it's got great bones and to reupholster it with leather would be very expensive and we're able to bring the color back to it. So uh, you know, it's it's certainly worth saving. Yeah. And uh, and you you'd have a hard time replacing it yeah. um these days. Yeah. So Um, Yeah, so those are the type of things we're looking for.
1: Cool. So let's talk about the future of Fibernew, because I know that uh, you've got great plans. And beyond the great plans, you and I have talked about you've got some great dreams for what this organization looks like in the future, too. So go ahead and just kind of project down the road five, ten years. Kick the can, if you will. Tell us what Fibernew and what uh, what your organization is going to look like. Okay, yeah, so... One of the things I liked about Fiber
0: New when I got into it was it was a business I could start by myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I could really learn everything about it. Um, but uh, that's not my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal isn't to be a, a technician. Um, my ultimate goal is to have a business that is a good employer. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's certainly never going to be a, a large Employer, mm-hmm. but um, you know, if we if we employ five or five to ten people, um, and they can make a good living through us, and we have a good culture for them, um, that's what I want to. Yeah. That's what I want to do. My wife, um, she's part owner, but she's a, a teacher, and mm-hmm. she is getting ready to retire, and she'll join um, the business full time at that point. Um, but she's a special ed teacher.
1: Nice.
0: And so What school does she teach at? She teaches at Helstern Middle School. Helstern. okay. Yep.
1: And is she Mrs. O'Brien?
0: Yes. All right, yep. hello
1: to Mrs. O'Brien. Yep. Shout out. Um, and so,
0: you know, maybe there's an opportunity that we can um, do things for some special needs adults or something wow. in the future too. So we'll see where God takes it, but that's, that's my vision, and that's really what I— um, the the driving force behind me choosing Fibernew was that I saw potential to grow it into what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. So right now I have a full-time technician and a part-time technician, um, um, and then hopefully there's... There's more to come.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, you've done a great job introducing us to Fiber New and introducing us to yourself and the aspirations you have. If there are people out there that want to learn that want to learn more about Dave O'Brien or Fiber New as an organization, um, are there socials and a website that they can check out?
0: Yep. So the website is uh fibernew.com. And then specifically for my website. It would be slash n w a f n as okay. in Northwest Arkansas Fiber New, um, and then Northwest Arkansas Fiber New on Facebook is where we post a lot of our um, pictures um, weekly. We'll put things out there of different projects that we're doing, and and you know recently, um, uh, like now, I, I try to put things out there that are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I put out some stadium seats that we restored that nice. people had. Yeah, one set from Yankee Stadium and one set from Dodger Stadium. Wow, that was a, a bit of a learning curve for us, but sure. those were two cool projects. And um, yeah, and then some fabric repairs because that's not something that um, uh, is kind of at our core, mm-hmm. um, but we're able to do those. sounds two. like
1: you're not afraid to step out of the box though and learn a little it, bit.
0: It can be unnerving at times, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to, mm-hmm. you know, see what else, what else you can do and take on those projects. So it's not just the same old, same old. all the Yeah.
1: Time. Sounds like a lot of fun. Man. Yeah. Uh, just because you and I are uh, in a referral club together. Yeah. Um, what is, what is a great referral for you? If we have a listener out there that says, you know what? Uh, I don't know that that I have anything I could do business at Fiber New with, but um, you know what, what's a good referral to you?
0: So the 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 best. I mean, obviously, any residential person. Everybody has furniture, cars, boats. Um, we do a lot of RV floor work. Mm, um, that's interesting. With the vinyl floors in okay. RVs. Yeah. Um, so get that those nasty all, carpet out of there. Well, they're um, they're vinyl floors, and, oh, okay. and what happens in an RV is that floor is laid down before the shells put on it. And so it's a big deal to replace a vinyl floor Um, and we're able to go in and repair those.
1: Wow. Um,
0: So yeah, we do a lot of that. So, so residential is always a great outlet for us, but then we're looking um, to expand our commercial side too. Um, We do uh, RV dealers. We do boat dealers. We do car dealers and then um, uh, places like uh, libraries Retirement um, communities are great for us, where there's a lot of furniture um, that we can. I mean, we're looking for partnerships sure. when it comes to commercial stuff. We yeah. wanna we wanna help um, our customers be successful, whether it's selling their things or just, you know, having a um, a good environment for their. Um, customers.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Well, Dave, you've been very generous with your time today. Thanks so much Thank for that. You. This was fun. you Man, got a great I'm glad setup you here. liked it. Yeah, it's 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 really great. And uh, we get to have great conversations with the men and women of Northwest Arkansas. And of course I collect stories, so that makes me the luckiest guy anywhere. I feel pretty, pretty happy about that. Guys, you've turned into another uh, or you've tuned into another great episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. This is Dave O'Brien with Fiber New. Uh, if you don't have any sort of upholstery or leather repair needs at, at, at your abode, um, maybe your doctor's office does, maybe the school that your kids attend. If you want to help someone in Northwest Arkansas succeed, uh, a, a true entrepreneur who worked, uh, geez, darn near a full career and then and then branched out with his own uh, business, this is a great opportunity to help a great man and a great family that are just out trying to do their thing here in Northwest Arkansas. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think each and every one of these episodes we can pull just a little bit from and learn from the exciting uh, and really thought-provoking guests that we have here in Northwest Arkansas. So on behalf of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X, Dave O'Brien and Fiber New, my name is Adam Robison and we will see you next time. Go Hogs.